0: Welcome to the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs show, a safe place for women to heal and grow, where we discover our value, share our tears as we go through the hard times and rise up as we become empowered to meet our challenges head on. On today's show, we're going to be doing things a little bit differently. Normally, I'd have the top 10 tips and takeaways at the end of the show for you to reference to take away the highlights from the show. But today, there is so much content that is packed into this show that I really recommend that you go back and listen to it again, if you would like to take some notes. There is also a PDF file, which I will include in the episode notes. There will be a link for you to download that file with information on this topic. And I just encourage you to go to the episode notes today to reference the relevant links. And again, if you need support, remember that I am a coach, a consultant, and an energetic healer. And please remember that I have a complimentary discovery call. So you can go to the episode notes and there will be a link in the notes for you to get in contact with me if you want to ask me any questions, if you need some support and some direction. So I just wanted to emphasize that today especially because this is a big topic and I just want you to know that I'm there if you need help and support. Okay, so on to, on to the rest of the program. Just a caution. If you feel unsafe at any time, please stop listening. You can come back anytime you are in a safe place to listen to the rest of the podcast. Your safety is the most important thing to consider. Thank you to our sponsor today, Kim Ling Ling Author. Kim Ling Ling is a published author and has been writing for 17 years. She knows how to weave words together to make a story sing. As a freelance writer and ghostwriter, she can help you to get your words ready to be sent out into the world. Get in touch with her by visiting Kim kimlingling.com author.com today. Hello, hello. On today's episode, I'm going to talk about gaslighting, what it means and what it looks like. And how do you know if it's happening to you? Okay, let's dive into today's episode and find out more about gaslighting. Now, there are a few reasons why I chose to talk about this today. And as is so often the case, I am prompted to create episodes on certain topics at certain times. Here in Australia, where I live, there is a there is a new television program on the subject of love, abuse and power called See What You Made Me Do, which is just about to go to air as I create this episode and will have gone to air by the time this episode is published. Now, this documentary was created by the author of the book Look What You Made Me Do, journalist Jesse Hill. Now, you may or may not have heard of this book. As a survivor of an abusive relationship, as amazing as this book is, in its content. I personally found it too triggering to read it in full. It took me back very graphically to the experiences of my past which caused me so much pain and trauma that I had to put the book down and explore other ways to find out more about abuse and power. One of the things which I picked up on in the book, Look What You Made Me Do, is a really strong reference to a term that I was not familiar with, which is gaslighting. I had heard of it before, but it's just one of those vague things. I just didn't know exactly what it meant. But what I read in the book about different things which happen to people who are experiencing gaslighting, just was like a light just went on in me because they were the things which I had experienced over and over and over again in the cycle of abuse that I was caught in. So when I knew that the documentary series See What You Made Me Do was just about to be released, I knew that this was the time to talk about gaslighting and a few other topics which I will cover over the coming weeks, like am I being love-bombed in a cycle of abuse, and and I want to talk about a method which helps with narcissists called the Grey Rock Method. But for today, I want to focus on gaslighting. So the next thing that happened to me, um, to prompt me to do this episode was that I put a couple of posts out in a couple of different Facebook groups that I'm a member of. And I just asked questions about who else had been made to feel worthless in an abusive relationship. And the response I got to this question was just overwhelming. My heart broke over and over again as I read the responses about the way in which women were being treated and how deeply they had been hurt by this. And again, I knew I had to talk about gaslighting and the effects of gaslighting so that women would know, number one, that this is what has has or has been happening to them. Because gaslighting is really Hard to identify a lot of the time, and as I go into the why, it becomes very clear. And number two, I wanted to let listeners know that there was a way to bounce back from this because when you're being gaslit you feel like you're losing your mind. That is probably one of the biggest indicators of gaslighting is that you second guess yourself and you think you're going crazy. So I just want to talk about the third confirmation that I had to do this episode. It came from a friend um, who has seen me on this journey for the last year or so reaching out to women who are either victims or survivors of abuse through the podcast, through my Facebook group, through my coaching and healing work. And she's been there, you know, with me through this journey. And she's recently gone through a narcissistic relationship in which she has been gaslit. And she asked me just yesterday if I could tell her in plain and simple Terms what gaslighting was and what it looked like in terms of typical things which happened and I realized that I had not yet created an episode especially about this on the podcast and I had not created a basic information sheet about gaslighting. So that was it it was like one two three all these things just came you know into my sphere all at the same time and prompted me to do this episode. So, And that was all the prompting that I needed to make sure that this information gets out there right now. Now, I didn't ever want to be in a position again where I would not have the information on hand ready to give to the person seeking help like my friend, Who asked me if I had some easy information to give her so I'm dedicating this episode to my very good friend and I am dedicating this episode to all victims and survivors of relationships with a gaslighter and I will include a pdf document which you can download with information about gaslighting which you can find in the episode notes okay and I will also include a link to an online quiz you can take to see if you are being gaslighted all right here we go So gaslighting is a term that has been around for a very long time. It's been around since 1938, and the term originated from the British play Gaslight. The term has now been used in clinical psychological literature, as well as in political commentary and philosophy. In the play the abuser portrays a husband trying to convince his wife and other people that she's crazy. He manipulates her environment in subtle ways and one of those ways is by manipulating the gas lights and dimming them and making her believe that they haven't been dimmed and so she then believes that she's she's not sure of herself anymore and she starts to think that she's going crazy so he does such a good job of making her believe that these things aren't happening and that she hasn't remembered these things correctly so in the play you know as I said there's this dimming of the gas lights in the house and she discusses the dimming lights with her husband but he tells her she has just imagined it So the definition of gaslighting is to manipulate someone by psychological means into doubting their own sanity. The goal of the gaslighter is to make the victim doubt themselves. Gaslighting causes a person to lose their sense of identity, their perception and their sense of worth. Gaslighting is a form of narcissism and sociopathic tendencies as they look to gain power over someone else. It is extremely destructive as a form of brainwashing and manipulation. There are different stages of gaslighting behaviour. And it starts off as being quite subtle, and that is one of the reason reasons why it is very, very hard to pick up on in the beginning. And as time passes by, it becomes more and more severe. I'll just give you an example. So the gaslighter will say negative things about you, indicating some sort of inadequacy in you, causing you to feel and be defensive. A partner might say something like, my other half is so stupid and she should know it. Now, because the gaslighter is putting themselves in a position of power, their gaslighting wouldn't be effective if it was just now and again. So what they do to gain the control they desire is they have to constantly maintain this offensive position that they have. So gaslighting narcissists will play psychological warfare in order to dominate the relationship and keep everything in their control. So if you start to question the validity of what the gaslighter is saying, things will escalate if you attempt to call them out on their lies, they will start coming up with evidence to prove your inferiority and uselessness. They will outright deny any evidence you have to prove that they have lied. They will deny, deny, deny. They will blame. They will sow doubt. They will add more false claims and even though you were sure that they had lied, you will walk away confused, not knowing what is right or wrong anymore. I don't know if this is ringing any bells for you. Another thing about gaslightings is that they're very good at wearing you down. One of their tactics is is to wear you down with all the energy that is spent going around and around in circles, trying to make sense of what you believe to be true and how that is constantly being railroaded by the gaslighter. They are so good at making you second guess yourself and make life so convoluted and... Um, complicated that the drama they create becomes like a full-time job for you. You become discouraged, you become fearful, and you become debilitated. You question reality and whether you are perceiving things properly. Now, let's go through some common Tactics that gaslighters will use. They're very good at denying things. They deny something for the purpose of confusing you. They may have said something, but even if there is clear proof that they have said something, they will deny it. The purpose is to deny the reality of the situation and to get you to feel as though you imagined it. They will cause you to second-guess yourself and your judgment and even your sanity. They will tell lies about you. Gaslighters frequently tell lies and they act as though they are shocked when they are confronted about it they don't try to be sneaky about their lies instead they tell them with so much conviction (laughs) that they can make you doubt the truth they are so convincing they seem to believe wholeheartedly in the lies that they fabricate And I'll just, you know, give you a bit of an example of this going back to my own relationship that I had when I was caught in a cycle of abuse. And I wasn't aware of the term of what was happening to me, but it was very much gaslighting that I was going through. And I got to a point, you know, where um, I gained more of an understanding about my abusive ex-partner that he was the master of lying and he did such a fantastic job of lying that he 100% bought into his own BS and because he was so convincing in the ways that the things that he would say you it left you nowhere to go even though you knew 100% that he was you know full of bs with what he was saying he left you nowhere to go because the lie was so convincing um and i'll give you i'll just give you one example of this okay um There is something which, yeah, I hadn't put in my notes but is um, something that people who gaslight are predisposed to doing. There's normally a reason why they have to, they feel a need to lie and that's normally because they're having a double life of some sort, okay. So whether it is that they are having affairs, which is very common, Or whether it is maybe that they've got an addiction to something which is destroying their life and as a consequence because you are in a relationship with them is also destroying your life and they will try and keep that hidden from you. So let's just use an example of say they've got a substance abuse problem well, they're not going to want to be transparent about that because they do not want to accept that they have a problem and their addiction is fueling their behavior and their addiction is driving them to use and abuse the people who are in their lives. And their behavior their pattern of behavior will not just be exclusively for you because they will use and abuse anybody in their life who will help them to continue on with their addiction or whether you know with the other example of having an affair they will use other people to facilitate continuing on with their double life So it's not exclusively to the person who that they're in a relationship, but the person that they're in a relationship bears the brunt of it because you're living with that person. So they make your life a living hell. So I'll just keep going. Their actions don't line up with what they're saying. So gaslighters will twist the truth to make you question your own sanity but their actions are very different from what they are saying. So I'm just going to go back to an example from my own experience with my, um, my ex and what he did is that he would tell me uh, on a daily basis that he had been pulled over on his way home to be drug tested. Now, the reason why he fabricated this lie is because he was trying to appease me that he was not using drugs. But all of the behaviours that he would display with the ups and the downs that go with substance abuse addiction were still playing out in our life and he would still use these kinds of stories to appease me and to try and convince me and make me that he wasn't using drugs and also to make me second guess my own judgment about the actual behavior when I notice things like I would notice a body odor that told me that drugs were leaving his system and I would be you know made to second guess that reality because he was telling me that he had been drug tested on the way home. So I I hope that 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 is a good example just to show how um, the difference between the reality and the fabricated stories that Um, gaslighters will tell victims to make victims second guess themselves to make victims feel like you know they can't trust in their own judgment and to also carry that guilt of not wanting to wrongfully accuse somebody of something you know and this is very very debasing and all of the things that gaslighters do are there to actually debase you and to take your footing out from under you so you don't feel sure-footed about what you think anymore. Now, the next one is an absolute doozy, okay? Gaslighters are great at projecting onto others. Gaslighters will frequently accuse others for their own faults or their shortcomings. So cheating spouses will often accuse their partners of cheating in an attempt to take the focus off themselves, I lived through this, you know, and um, I'm sure that there will be listeners out there who can really, really um, identify with this. So, in you know, my experience, okay, my ex was um, very, very jealous, very jealous, and um with no need to be because i was faithful to him and you know that was my value that's the value that i placed on being in a relationship it was about commitment it was about monogamy it, you know it never entered my mind to you know not do the right thing by him in that relationship yet when we would just go somewhere and we'd be walking side by side down the street he would actually call men out for checking me out in passing as and this is just you know normal human behavior and you know may not always be appropriate but you know it is something that happens all the time is that you know people will give other people a look up and down as they go past them um and he would embarrass me you know by calling out these men and telling them you know to get their mm, eyes off me and I would just want the ground to just open up and swallow me. I was so embarrassed when he would do this. And then if I was, so that I just shared that just as an example of, it just goes to show the level, the extreme level of his jealousy. So um, now with with that, the what I was going to share is that um in the context of normal life we tend to encounter people of the opposite sex and that this might be in you know in the realms of say work You and my ex was so jealous at any time i had any contact with any man you know even if it was simply in a work context that he would start accusing me of having an affair with that person, which couldn't be further from the truth. And the reason why he would do this would be to take the focus off himself, would be to take the heat off himself, because that was what he was doing time and time again to me was having affairs behind my back and he did this to deflect and make me not question him and his morality or his you know um, fidelity towards me and it was just a ploy so this is a very very common indicator of gaslighting Another example of gaslighting is that they will manipulate you by using your friends or your loved ones to turn against you. They might try to or they might actually try to get you to turn against people you care about. And this tactic is all about isolating you. And the more isolated you become, the more control and power they have over you. So this is a very, very common thing that happens. You'll end up, for one reason or another, your relationships will be spoiled and you'll be alienated and you'll be isolated. And this is exactly where the gaslighter wants you to be because then you don't have support and when you don't have support you become more disempowered and that's exactly where they want you. So this next point that I'm about to make is huge okay so I want you to listen really carefully because this is something that happens which keeps us bonded to this toxic person. So if you are in a gaslighting relationship the anxiety and the insecurity which develops as a result of what is happening to you makes you codependent on the gaslighter. Codependency is defined as excessive or psychological reliance on a partner. You are left completely vulnerable by the way that you are being treated, which allows them to have control and power over you. They are the ones who give you a sense of acceptance, respect, safety, and security, and you are at their mercy because you never know when they are going to threaten to take it all away from you. So you feel powerless over your happiness without them. I don't know if that sounds familiar to anybody but it is a really big sign and I want you to really pay attention to that when you know you I'll use I'll I'll just use this example it's a a bit like a push and a pull okay that it goes or this war that's going on within you and on one hand you know you have this knowing that things aren't right and you have this knowing that this is not the way that you should be treated and you have this knowing that you're being lied to and then on the other hand you have this attachment that is telling you that you're who are you without this person you're nothing without this person this is what results from gaslighting is they strip away all self-confidence and you have this horrible codependency where you are dependent on them for your security even though logically they're not providing you with any they're not providing you with acceptance they're not providing you with respect they're not giving you anything good that is making empowering you and your life but this is just a byproduct of what happens as a result of the psychological abuse and manipulation that goes on in gaslighting. These relationships are built on fear, they're built on vulnerability and they're built on marginalization and I can tell you because you know in my path to recovery I have learnt to transition from being a victim, which I was, to becoming a survivor and then going on to be a thriver. And one of the key ways that I have managed to do this is by taking 100% responsibility for my part. And when I say that, I'm not putting myself down, but I am acknowledging that that person that I was when I was in that relationship was a very trusting person. That person that I was when I was in that relationship was a very naive person. And that person in that relationship was somebody who just bought the BS at the end of the day. And I was like so many And, you know, I don't beat myself up for this, but it's just a realisation that that's who I was at that time. And that's what made me susceptible to fall victim to somebody who was a gaslighter. So if I say to you, you know, maybe you're, you know, too trusting, maybe you are, you know, too naive, Please don't take that as any form of criticism because it would be a wonderful world in which to exist if we could all go through life being 100% trusting in other people and 100% trusting in them doing the right thing by us. But what we need to do is we need to have our eyes wide open to know that people actually need to earn our trust and the way that people earn our trust is by behaving in a way that is worthy of earning our trust. So that is just one of the lessons that I have learned along the way And, um, and I'm really thankful that I've been able to, I guess that's like, you know, that's my light at the end of the tunnel is learning these things about myself as I've gone through this journey and recognising what I need to learn from the experience to help me to navigate the rest of life and to navigate my challenges and to be more discerning about the people who I involve myself with in life. So back to gaslighting. So with the gaslighter, as I said, you know, the, the relationships are built on fear, vulnerability and marginalization. And then the gaslighter gives you false hope. Okay. They treat you with superficial kindness. And this is a bit of this is called love bombing. And I'm not going to go into that in today's episode it'll drag today's episode out too much and I just want to keep the focus on gaslighting for today so they will treat you with this superficial kindness and they'll be remorseful sorry from time to time and this is a strategy that they can use to give you false hope that the relationship can work out and be okay. This will cause you to second guess yourself and think that "Mm, they aren't as bad as what you thought they were and you know maybe there's a real chance there still that things can get better. They thrive on this, they absolutely thrive on this because they know that you're a loving person you they know that you're a giving person they know that you want to give them another chance so they will use this and it's hmm, comes into play a lot of times I think as a last resort when they realize they've got nowhere left to go so you're at your wits end you've said I've had enough You know, it doesn't really matter what you say to me anymore. Uh, You can, you know, tell me whatever and it's not going to make any difference. You know, we just can't continue like this. I am done with this relationship. So it'll get to that point And that's the time where they'll come in with apologies. They'll come in with gifts. They'll come in with, you know, I'm so sorry, you know, let's work this out. Okay. And this again, gives them the upper hand because they're back in the good books. And this enables them to carry on with their abusive behaviours. So the aim is for the gaslighter to totally dominate and control you. When they achieve this, they are able to take advantage of you with no consequence. The lies that they tell will keep you insecure, in doubt and afraid. So let's just quickly touch on what a narcissist is. A narcissist displays symptoms of grandiosity. <laughs> That's a big word. And what, do, what does that really mean to be grandiose? It's, they're quite often, they're charmers, they're charismatic people, they're the life of the party, but they don't have any empathy for others. And they are obsessive in their need for attention and admiration. And that's why they play this larger-than-life character, Um, which, you know, people are drawn to that charisma. It's, you know, this is if you're thinking, oh, how did I end up here? You know, easy, easy. You know, this person is a very charming, charismatic Person and you know that is a quality which draws other people to them like moths to a flame so don't give yourself a hard time for being attracted to that person in the first place because they had they had all this appeal you know and that charm and everything is you know this this trait that's you know like a wolf in sheep's clothing they appear to be you know just completely harmless and lovely and amazing and then underneath there's the the wolf you know you just don't see the wolf when you start off so um yeah please don't give yourself a hard time if you have fallen for this amazing charming person okay Now, let's just talk about how to spot the narcissist gaslighter, because when they're charming and charismatic, it's not easy to spot them, Okay, because you just see the good person, you know, there at that time. You don't see what's going on underneath the surface. You don't know what values they hold yet. You don't know how they treat other people when you start off. So, okay, one of the things is they think that they are unique and gifted, but they are actually extremely insecure and their self-esteem is fragile. They need others to think highly of them. They can't handle criticism or losing. They're easily and deeply humiliated. The narcissist gaslighter exhibits behaviors of manipulation and they have a self-centered attitude. They are arrogant and demanding. They have an air of superiority, believing that they deserve special treatment, but they don't give others the same rights. Gaslighting happens most often in romantic relationships. Once the gaslighter has taken over control, they can pretty much get away with any behavior. So infidelity or cheating, as I said, will often happen and they lead you to believe that you're crazy for thinking so. You may even be physically abused, but they will deny they were violent The effects of gaslighting can cause victims to have nervous breakdowns and sometimes worse than that. So I know for me it was very much um, very true is that I was a nervous wreck. I was just functioning I think on pure adrenaline all the time because I was so knotted up with fear and anxiety all of the time that I was as thin as a rake. I, there was nothing of me and it was purely all stress from the gaslighting that was causing this in me. Um, yeah, I'm so glad that I got through to the other side of that because I don't know where I would have ended up had I stayed. So now how do you stop being gaslighted? And that is not easy and it can take time. And I'll just mention a statistic, which I've mentioned in other episodes, but on average, it takes a victim 12 attempts or up to 12 attempts to leave an abusive relationship. That is a lot of trying before actually managing to break free. And this is one of the reasons is this this gaslighting will make it very very difficult to find an opening to be able to leave. So just take that into consideration that this is a very good reason why you need support to be able to leave abusive relationships. So here is some of the things that you can do, because this is really where I want to focus. I don't want to focus on you staying stuck. I want you to focus on how you can free yourself from this pattern of abuse in your life. So number one, quietly standing up for yourself and emotionally removing yourself from the conversation will make the gaslighter feel uncomfortable so this takes time and practice because the first thing that happens in our mind with we are conditioned in our mind to have a fight flight or freeze response um and this trigger that goes off in us is there to literally keep us try and keep us safe from harm and this is just part of normal you know human evolution and it is there to protect us so this fight flight freeze response will come up every time there's any kind of um i was going to say confrontation they normally do turn into confrontations but any kind of engagement where um you are in a conversation about the gaslighting and what is going on and this is where it's so much easier said than done to just quietly stand up for yourself. So, this is, may take you time and you might not be able to do it each time. But if you can try and have an awareness in that moment when you have that just overwhelming urge to speak your mind, to speak your truth, because you are just wanting to defend yourself from being hurt which is absolutely reasonable and there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to do that except for the fact that it's only going to deplete you more because gaslighters will often win those arguments and you will be left spiralling and feeling like you've lost more control you are just going crazy with the situation and you just lose faith in yourself um and then it you ask yourself how how can I how can I get out of this how can I change this how can I stop this from happening Because the last thing you want is for this sort of thing to continue for you. Because every time it happens, there's pain. And we want to try and avoid being hurt. So if you can just in that moment when your first reaction is to argue the point, if you could quietly stand up for yourself and just take the emotion out of it and just say quietly what is your truth and not push to have your truth be owned by the gaslighter because what the gaslighter will do is deny, 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 And that takes me back, when I say deny, 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 I say that because that is, these are the words that came out of my gaslighter's mouth. When I would call him out for lying to somebody else, he would laugh at me and say, I just deny, deny, deny. And that was his strategy to never be held accountable for the things that he did that was his strategy to be above the law to stay above the law to be a law unto himself so I think um just from my own experience and what I've been through and knowing that I'm a communicator okay I this is one of my gifts is to be able to communicate and I lost my voice in that relationship and this is what happens they strip everything away from you and you want to get that back you want to get yourself back again. So, trying to win an argument with a gaslighter just serves no purpose for you because they will deny, deny, deny. I'm sorry, I've got a bit emotional um, just talking about that because this is real. To me, I have lived this experience, I have lived through this hell and I know what it is like. It is a living hell. And we don't deserve to be treated this way and we need to find ways to break free from toxic relationships like this because you deserve to be treated right. You deserve to be told the truth. You deserve respect and you deserve dignity. So I'm just gonna get back now to my points. If you can just try that for me. Just try your best and don't give yourself a hard time if you don't manage to do it every time. Now this next thing that I am going to talk about is about you having an (laughs) untouchable, unshakable belief in yourself. And what you know to be true. Now I know that that is just like what? <laughs> because it's the actual opposite of how you're feeling at the moment because you know you've had the rug pulled out from under your feet. But I want you to use your intuition as your guidance system. Okay, you may have lost faith in yourself and your intuition, but just try to pay attention to your gut. Okay, what is your gut telling you? Now I'm going to talk to you about what my gut told me. Okay, and it was it was just in nervous knots all the time. I was a ball of anxiety I just felt knotted up like you know in my stomach right in the pit of my stomach things were not sitting right and like I said, I wasn't, you know, I was as thin as a rake. So I wasn't able to digest anything. I wasn't, everything would just go straight through me because of all of this nervous energy. Now, my body was sending me very clear signals that this relationship was toxic, that I needed to get out of this relationship. So I want you to listen to your body. Your body knows the truth of this situation better than your mind does okay. When you are being gaslighted your mind is being messed with and so you second guess yourself and you second guess your mind. So when you can't trust what your mind is telling you go to your gut Okay, go to your body and find out what is your body telling you? What messages is your body trying to send you about your situation? Now, the next thing is I want you to keep it simple when you're dealing with a gas lighter. And I touched on this earlier because the gaslighter will try and take you down a track to make you second guess yourself. Okay. They are trying to make you believe that what you know to be true is untrue. And they are trying to make you feel bad for having suspected them of something in the first place. So don't waste your energy. Don't waste your breath. Okay. That is really important if you can remember to conserve your energy and not buy into it. Don't allow the gaslighter to think you believe what they're saying. When they see that you have bought their lies this gives them the signal that they can continue with the gaslighting abuse. Remember that the gaslighter is sick okay The gaslighter is not normal. There's dysfunction going on within them, okay? And they're living their dysfunction out in their life and enveloping you in their dysfunction. So no amount of reasoning from you is going to change their behavior. This was a super, super hard lesson for me to learn, super hard. Uh, because I thought as I said I'm a communicator okay so I thought that I would be able to communicate with reason with sound reason to be able to get my ex to take on board what I was saying and accept what I was saying and not only acknowledge it, accept it, and then to actually take that on board and make those behavioral changes that were needed to stop all the BS and to start treating me right, to start being the person that I needed him to be in the relationship that we were in for my sake for our children's sake for his own you know for himself and this is really at the core of it the the deeper I went with it the more that I realized that it was essentially for him because I did love him and I cared about him as a person and I knew that as long as he stayed in his dysfunction with his addiction, that no good would come of it for him and his life or for anybody else in his life, namely myself and the children and, you know, his family and, um, you know, anybody who he associated with. So, you know, my motivations were, were good and... it. It didn't pay off. It didn't have a dividend for me because I wasn't in control of him. I didn't want to be in control of him. I wanted him to be in control of himself and I wanted to be in control of myself. And no amount of persuasive argument that I could make with him, which anybody with a sound reasoned thought process would take on board and say, yeah, right, fair enough, yeah. I think something really needs to be done. Some action needs to be taken here. Change needs to take place in order for me to have a good life, for us to have a good life, for our children to have a good life. And it... Fell on deaf ears because I wasn't his influencer. His addiction was his influencer. So just know that, again, the chances of you winning an argument with the gaslighter are slim to none, okay? But if you do engage in arguments with them, what it does for you is it wears you out, it wears you down, and it makes you lose more faith in yourself. So, now on to the big question can a gaslighter change? And I've already delved into that a little bit. Gaslighters are hard to get into behavioral change and healing work because they never see themselves as having a problem. Pretty hard for somebody to change when they think there is no problem with them or what they're doing. It took me years to understand that I had no real influence, as I said, in getting my narcissist gaslighter to commit to change. I tried and I tried and I tried. And I tried some more and um, things had to get to a point where they became life-threatening for myself and my kids before I said, no more asking him to change, I have to go and we weren't together we hadn't been together you know for years but he had been wearing me down and he had been pushing his foot in the door and then he'd been at back out the door because the behavior was always the same so the earlier that victims gain an understanding that you're not in control of the narcissist the gaslighter changing. If you hold on to this hope that they will change or that you can influence their change, you will see a lot more heartache and pain because they won't change unless they have a light bulb moment. They see that this is not, you know, somebody trying to control them, that this is an opportunity for them to get back in control of their own life. And that's the thing about gaslighters is their lives are out of control and that's why they create havoc for everybody else. So it's not for me to tell you to leave stay but take this caution from me if you stay things can get progressively worse over time. I want you to ask yourself what is your sanity worth to you? What is your peace of mind worth? What is your sense of having control over your life and your choice's worth. Now he may seem like you're everything, but you deserve to be treated with love, with respect, with common decency, with honesty and with dignity. If he is unable to give this to you, there will be someone else out there who can give this to you if you want to open your heart up again to another relationship at some stage. So what do you do if you are in a relationship where you are being gaslighted? The very, very first thing to do is to seek help and support. Counseling is a great place to start. See what mental health plans might be available to you to tap into. Some government subsidized counseling sessions may be available. Work on your self-esteem. Get help with this. Okay, you really need help with this. I truly believe that the way we grow in courage is helped and accelerated by how much positive encouragement we get from others. Join a support group. Be connected to other people who have been through what you are going through and get support. Ask questions. Seek advice. Do your own research about gas, gaslighting to see if you can discover more to help you gain a better understanding of it and know whether it is happening happening to you or, ha- or has happened to you in a relationship. You are very, very welcome to join my group, which is Rise Up With Tiara's Tears and Triumphs. I will make sure that there is a link in the episode notes for you to join. You will receive support there, encouragement, upliftment and inspiration. The whole purpose of my group is to help women remember their innate worth so that they can rise up again to their highest value in their personal and professional lives. My desire is to help you heal and recover and rebuild. Now, if you are still in the narcissistic relationship with the gaslighter, I want you to take a moment to think about what your life might look like without that destructive relationship. Now you might feel panicky because your world is built on this relationship, but I want you to try and keep a positive outlook about what good things might come into your life if you were not talking to that person anymore. Just sit with that and jot down some thoughts as as they come to mind. Journaling about your feelings and giving yourself permission to feel anything you are feeling is a very good way to let things rise up and out of you. The uncertainty that the gaslighter causes makes you suppress your own thoughts and feelings. So as you journal, look for any triggers that can cause negative reactions in yourself. Okay, so let's just run through a quick checklist to see if you are a victim of gaslighting and emotional abuse. Do you feel as though there is something wrong but you just can't put your finger on what it is? Do you find that you often feel confused or crazy? Do you find that you frequently second guess yourself on just about everything? Do you withhold information from people so that you can avoid having to make excuses? Do you feel unhappy even though there are good things happening to you in your life? Do you find yourself asking yourself if you are too sensitive several times a day? Do you find that you are constantly apologising to people when there is no need to? Do you find yourself making excuses for your partner's behaviour? So as I said I've included a PDF if you want to download that and have a look at that which just will go over some of the points about what gaslighting is, what to look out for and there is also a link to a quiz in the episode notes that you can do which will have more guided questions like the ones that I've just suggested which will help you to assess whether you are in a gaslighting relationship and as I said you are very very welcome to join the Rise Up with TRS Tears and Triumphs Facebook Facebook group and the um, link for that will be in the episode notes also Um, Not to forget to any links, you know, there to get in contact with me, um, to work with me are also in the episode notes. Okay, that's it. I hope that this information has helped you. Please, please, please reach out for help and support if you are in a narcissistic relationship with a gaslighter please start a conversation with someone who has already been through it and come out the other side. Okay, these are the people who can help you to identify what is going on in your own life and can help back you up and give you some confidence to take some steps in the right direction away from being treated this way. So I just want to remind you from the bottom of my heart that you and your life are precious. Okay, until next time, stay well and stay safe. We all go through dark times. When we do, we often feel alone. This is a safe space for you to come and look for some light. I'm a survivor of an abusive relationship, and for a long time I had no voice because I was too scared to speak up and speak out about what was happening to me. I couldn't see a light at the end of the tunnel, but when I turned a corner in my life, the light started filtering through and I left my old life behind. with some form of counselling. If you don't know where to start to find a counsellor, a good place to start is to talk with your doctor. There are also many online counselling supports available. And a word of advice, if the counsellor is not a good fit for you, try another and if you need to try another until you have one that is the right fit for you tune in again for the tiaras tears and triumphs podcast helping women who have been hurt to heal and grow hosted by me sandy J. this program provides a safe place to work on inner peace and a strong mindset spells out how to spot the red flags, advises on ways to stay safe and work on effective safety planning, gives tips on how to look after you when things are tough, teaches empowerment strategies, acknowledges life's challenges and explores ways to meet these challenges head on, to go from surviving to rising to striving and finally to thriving. The show includes interviews with other survivors who have come out the other side, who share their stories and insights, as well as interviews with therapists and people working in support roles. I am a survivor and I use my experience and skills to help other women like me. Please listen I am a life change facilitator. I help women regain control over their lives. You can find me at sandyj.com.au. Hey now, can you just pause a moment before you go? Because I need you to share your light and leave a review. Can you just take a quick minute to leave a review in iTunes? to let other women know this is a show they can trust. It would mean the world to me if you could help shine a light for someone who can't see the light at the end of their tunnel. I need you to do this for someone else who needs some support and encouragement. If you like this show, please subscribe